0: 2 Timothy chapter 2, look with me at verse 15. Normally, I, my text will be from the New King James Version of the Bible. That's just the one that I, I like. Everybody has one that they like. But as I, I studied for the sermon today, I was drawn to the Amplified Bible. And so I'm going to read from the Amplified Version. 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Study and be eager... And do your utmost to present yourself to God approved, tested by trial. A workman who has no cause to be ashamed. Correctly analyzing and accurately dividing, that is, rightly handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth. And so, Father, now we ask that you would illuminate this word to our To our eyes, our ears, our hearts, and what you have sent it to do, let that be done. And we give you thanks for it as we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Can you believe that already? We are in the ninth month of the year. Today is September 1. You know they say time flies. And I tend to agree. (laughs) Time just seems to fly by. And so we have to really maximize the time that we have. We are more than halfway through 2013. And before we know it, should God tarry, we will be in a new year. It just happens just like that. So here we are into September. When I think of September, I think of several things. Being from the Midwest, being from Indiana, one of the things that comes to my mind is the changing of the seasons. I wish I could take everyone in the room to the Covered Bridge Festival. They they have preserved the old Covered Bridges in in the surrounding area of Terre Haute, and um, they they have an annual festival, the Covered Bridge Festival, and it brings in hundreds of thousands of people. They come because the covered bridges are are preserved and restored, but they're framed in the most beautiful colors you've ever seen, hand-painted by God Himself. The leaves begin to change colors, and no one on earth could paint like God can paint. And that's what September brings to my mind. The grand oaks, the grand elms, all changing colors which says something. They speak to us. They tell us that the the weather is changing. The seasons are changing. Time is passing. And so there is a nip in the air. You have to get your sweatshirts out. You have to get your flannel shirts out. Brent, you'd be happy about that. Brent loves the flannels, and I'm right there with him. You've got to get your jackets on and your hoodies on, and yeah, everything starts changing. I love the fall weather. Fall is my favorite season of the whole year. So I like September. September is bittersweet for me, actually, because the beginning of September also brings to my mind a painful memory. It is on September 2nd that my mother passed, and it was sudden it was unannounced she was young and I didn't think it was right I didn't think it was fair and I was just awakened one morning and my mother was gone It's very difficult September the second has always been a very difficult day but you know that all changed for me about two years ago two years ago my grandbaby was born not 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 actually but she is a grandbaby in my heart Pastor Moses and Jamie are going to celebrate Isabella's second birthday on tomorrow. And we just want to say congratulations and happy birthday to Isabella. But after the fact, I heard that Jamie had said to Moses, I pray that God would let Isabella come on the second so Pastor Steve would have something joyful to look forward to on the second. And I just think it's one of the most generous prayers and thoughts that anybody could send my way. And so the second now brings me great joy as I can celebrate new life instead of always looking to a death. So um, happy birthday, Isabella. Another Another thing that comes to my mind and probably will come to all of our minds, it's September. And so what does September mean? September means back to school. It's back to school time everybody. I've entitled our sermon today back to school. Some started school this past week. How many started school this past week? All right, congratulations. How many been in school a a couple of weeks now? Uh Uh-huh, I thought so. In the Midwest they've been in school a full three weeks already. Anybody been in school three weeks? All right, well, We start, some start on this next week. La Palma Christian School actually starts this coming Tuesday. I want you to take this to your heart, please. Pray that we would have a stellar year. Pray that we would have the best year we've ever had. And we are poised to have the best year we've ever had but I still believe in the power of prayer. I know there's an enemy that wants to undo what God is doing, and so we fight in prayer, we stand in prayer, and we believe God for great things. Amen. How many will pray for La Palma Christian School this coming year? Amen. And I'm a student again. Did you know that? I'm back in the saddle, back in school. In fact, Pastor Jim Regan and I, We are going to be leaving on this Tuesday for England. We head back for our second year, and um, we are very excited about that. I'm ready to be done, however, but um, I'm excited. I, I, I remember the first two days of last year thinking to myself, how can I back out of this and save face? Because I thought this is too big for me. This is too much for me. I'm too old for this. I've been out of school too long, and I had a really good long list of why. But I had people and the Spirit of God just steady me, and I knew then that I could do this. So I want you to pray for Pastor Jim and I over these next two and a half weeks that God would just help us with our schooling. All
1: right. We're going to pray right now, church. All right. We're going to lift them up because they're traveling. They're going to England. They're not going to Cerritos, you know, down the block. So uh, they're taking a plane, and it's, it's more than, a couple, no. yeah, how many hours?
0: Yes. Yes.
1: It's that long. So... We're going to keep them in prayer and just uh, that God blesses them as they study. Uh, some of this stuff is real challenging. And so lift, let's lift uh, Pastor Jim, I think, is he yet to step out. But uh, we're going to lift them up in prayer, too. Come yeah. on, and extend your hands, church. Thank you, Lord. Thank morning. you, Jesus. Father, we thank you, God, uh, for this awesome opportunity that you've placed in the hands of our pastor and Pastor thank you, Jim. God. Father, to continue learning about your word and continue learning about what you did uh, and what you're doing, God, um, through your church and in this world. Father, we pray, God, that you would give them traveling mercies. From the day they leave, God, as they head out to the airport and as they board and, and uh, as they travel, God, that you would keep them safe. God, we pray for Pastor Jim, that you would keep them healthy, and, and Pastor Steve. Father, as they get there and as they do their studies, God, that you would keep them focused and that they would encourage each other, God. And as they, as they are doing things that are, are difficult and challenging, God, that you would give them your grace and your favor to get it done. Father, we thank you uh, that they are continuing their education and just continuing to learn about what you are doing. And we, we pray a special blessing over them in Jesus' Amen. Name. Amen.
0: Amen. Yeah. Love it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, a couple of the classes that I get to take this time, you, you're going to love this. I'm going to study charismatic gifts. Is that not right up my alley or what? Charismatic gifts and the Pauline epistles. So I'm super excited about uh, just learning more about God's word and how I can better communicate it Other people, so thank you. I'm believing that this will be a stellar year for me. I believe it to be an unbelievable year for our school and for me personally, but also for every student that's in class this year. How many students do I have here today? You've either started or you're going to start. That's preschool elementary, junior high, high school, junior college, college, university, master's or doctorate. I'm talking about all students now. Let me see your hand. How many would say, Pastor, I want the best school year that I've ever had. I'm going to put some tools in your hand today that I believe can help you to have one of the best school years you've ever had. Here's a formula for success as we all head back to school. Write this down. The first thing that I want to suggest to you today, study. Groans from the congregation. Well, look at at our text again. The very first word of this verse says study. Study and be eager and do your utmost to present yourself to God approved. This is a familiar word to all who are students and have gone to school and will go to school. The word is study. It stirs memories of class assignments. It conjures memories of homework, and maybe, are you ready for this, tests that are to come. Oh, Prospect, you're shaking your head, but it's all part of it, my friend. I know. Essays. I've got to write essays, folks. But somehow, some way, God will enable us to study and to do our best to be eager to do our utmost. May not be your favorite word, but I promise you this, it's a necessary word. Creighton, you're on the home stretch for your masters. You're gonna beat me by a year and a half, I guess. Creighton is back for his final semester at Biola, and he will have a master's degree in apologetics. And if you've not taken the time to get to know Creighton, We congratulate you. We're excited. We're very excited about what God is doing. You need to get to know Creighton if you've not done so, so far. What a great, great heart this young man has. Creighton, you gotta study, man. I know that kind of pours out of you a little more naturally than some, but I'll still exhort you and encourage you, as I would anyone, it's time to study. The best way to maximize your study, students, is by reading. Reading is the key to successful study. This was so important to the Apostle Paul that in encouraging Timothy, he said this, chapter 4 and verse number 13 of the first epistle here. Till I come, he says, be sure and give plenty of attention to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. There's no shortcuts in study. You've got to read. You've got to read. And let me suggest to you the very best book that you could ever read is the one that I hold in my hand, the one that is sitting on your lap, the one there on your tablet, on your phone, the Word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. Of everything else that you read, your your math, your English, your social studies, your science, be sure, students, that you read the Word of God and you study the Word of God. The Bible is the Christian's textbook teaching us how to build faith. We wonder why we trip and fall so often Perhaps we're not reading the right book or the right books or the right material. Fill your mind with the, with the things that are taught and the education that is presented to you. But be sure that the Word of God is also part of your reading. And to those who are in college and beyond, the upper... The upper education, be very, very careful because they are going to present to you teaching that is actually contrary to the Word of God. And so you may be vulnerable. You may be open to an attack of the enemy because you've not studied and read the Word of God. And so as you study and read all other material, be sure this is the primary book that you are reading as you go through this year of education. Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes by hearing. And hearing comes how? Come on, somebody, tell me. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. And I love what Psalm 119 has to say. How can a young man cleanse his way? Let me just push pause for a moment and say how happy we are that all of the kids are in here today. This is a family service. So we have children with us today and the young people with us today. We're glad you're here. Amen. How can a young man or a young lady cleanse his or her way? Here's how. By taking heed according to your word. With my whole heart. Somebody say with my whole heart. Wholeheartedly, I have sought you. Let me not wander from your commandments. And here is one of the most famous, most recited scriptures in all the Word of God. Psalm 119.11. I want you to say it with me. Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. For good measure, let's repeat it. Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. When you study the Bible, you are laying down bricks for a foundation of success. Study the Word of God. Read the Word of God. And I believe that as students, I believe that as we study the Bible it will make all other study more effective it will make all other study more valuable how many believe that with me today you want to get the most out of your other study then you study the word of god and you do it every day consistently and faithfully and i believe you are on the path to one of the best years you've ever had i'm giving you a formula today for a successful year it starts with study It continues with a four-letter word. Are you ready? I'll bring it up for us. Somebody say it. Work. 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 A workman, it goes on to say, who has no cause to be ashamed. Paul's goal and desire for his protege Timothy was for him to become a workman, a worker who didn't have to be ashamed for what he did. He'd worked hard and he could stand in what he'd done. I believe this is also God's goal for you and I, that we become workers in the field. We become workmen. With no cause to be ashamed. Do you know that nothing works unless you do? (laughs) You want something to work, then you've got to work. You've got to roll up your sleeves and put in the time. I would love for somebody to have just written all of my essays last year. Well, it wouldn't be right. It wouldn't be be honorable. It wouldn't be honest. The list goes on. And Creighton, I just had to put in the work. I had to consistently and routinely work to get the job done. Learning without labor leads to failure. And diplomas without diligence just bring disappointment. You know, you can, go on the, you can go on the internet this afternoon and have your license to preach by the time the sun goes down today. I'm telling you the truth. Anybody could be licensed. But there's something about not only being called, but also being equipped. And putting in the time and doing the work necessary. That's what I believe this scripture is talking to us about working with all of your heart now let me say this we do not believe that you can work your way into heaven as some others do if you were to survey folks today you would find a lot of people that would say I know Floyd and Debbie you you taught this in evangelism explosion one of the the things that people say to you is I'm a good person Uh, these are some of the excuses people have for not serving the Lord or whatever I I do a lot of good things I give to charities all of this. You will be surprised at how many people think that they can work their way into heaven. When I'm talking to you today about working for one of the best, most successful school years you've ever had, I'm not talking to you about working your way into heaven because you couldn't do enough work to get into heaven. I couldn't produce enough work to get into heaven we're not saved by our works Ephesians 2 8 through 10 makes this very clear it says for by grace have you been saved that is through faith it is not of yourself it is the gift of God and how many are thankful today for that gift from God amen not of works watch this not of works That is so nobody can boast about it and say, look what I did. I'm so good. I'm so so talented. I've got so much ability. It's not of work so that nobody can boast. For Watch this. We are his workmanship. He turns the corner right here. We're created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we should walk in them. You can't work your way into heaven. We're saved by faith through grace. We're saved by grace through faith. I flip flop those, sorry. Just see if you're watching. Yeah. It's not of works. That's, I'm not talking about working your way into heaven. I'm talking about those who have been bought by the blood of the Lamb, those who have decided to follow Christ. That's you. That's me. That's the vast majority in this room. That's why you're here today. So you're not working your way into heaven, but you were created to do good works. You're created to work and to work hard. And you should be walking in that every day. You're created to be a workman, a workwoman, (laughs) workmanship. Good works should just flow naturally from the one committed to Christ. It shouldn't be a chore. You desire to do a good work for the Lord. How many desire to do something good for the Lord? Amen. Oh, come on, everybody. You should, this should just flow naturally out of you because you have decided to follow Him. Now you want to work for Him. And I believe this avenue of education, be it preschool or on up into your master's or perhaps even doctorate level, I, I don't know who all is here for sure, This is an avenue and a vehicle that God can bless and God can use to show the good works that you're created to do. I believe the quality of our faith will show in our work for the Lord. If you're not doing anything for the Lord, if you're not really working for the Lord, it may be time to reexamine some things in your life because you're created to do some good works. And so we sit on the sideline and we watch everybody else. We sit on the sidelines and we let everybody else get in on the action and let everybody else get their hands dirty, let everybody else roll up their sleeve. We're all called and we're all created to be doing good works. And I want when the trumpet sound to be found faithful, be found doing the work of the Lord. How about you? Folks... We have 24 hours in each day that breaks down to so many minutes, that breaks down to so many seconds. We are stewards of seconds and the clock is ticking. The clock is ticking. How will you answer God for what you have done for him and the good works that he's created you to do? This school year, it's time to work like never before. There's one more thing, and let me close this. The formula for success. Study, work, discern. Write it down. Discern. Bring our text back up if you don't mind. Correctly analyzing, accurately dividing, rightly handling, skillfully teaching the word of truth. I believe that discernment is necessary. And I believe that discernment will determine our degree of success. Some take the Word of God and they want to use it like a club. And they beat people over the back. They beat people over the neck. They beat people down with the Word of God. And they say, well, the Bible says, I believe that we study the Word of God and we work as unto the Lord in those good works that we're created to do and I believe that the Holy Spirit will actually bring this to life for us. And there will be temperament. There will be discernment. We will know how to handle and rightly divide it, accurately assess it and then speak it in love. I believe we're to speak the Word of God in love and not beat somebody down with the Word of God. We know what God's Word says and we stand on God's Word. But keep in mind those who don't know God's Word. They're ignorant to God's Word and yet we've got to convey that some way that they would actually want to receive it. Not that they would put up an even higher wall and say, now I really, you have confirmed to me that I really don't want to have anything to do with Christianity. I think we fail many times in our assignment. God's Word is medicine. It's a bomb. And if we, if we administrate it correctly, accurately, it will do what God sends it to do. And so we speak it in love. We we speak it with truth. We handle the word of God. How many have their Bible in your hand? I don't care if it's leather bound or a tablet or a phone. That's fine. That's great. Isn't it wonderful? You can have the Bible right there on your phone. It's awesome. No excuses. You have the Bible with you everywhere you go. Come on and just handle this for a moment. My name's almost all worn off. I've got so many pages now that are ripped in it. And I've got highlights everywhere and markings in my Bible everywhere. I hope you you work in the Word of God and let the Word of God work in you. It's so important that we get into this Word and we handle the Word of God. Don't you just love the Word of God? I love it. That's why I hide it in my heart. God help me, Lord, to communicate it properly so that somebody would receive it. Help me to have discernment, Lord. How many want discernment when it comes to the Word of God? Come on, I want you to hold the Bible next to your heart. I'm going to pray right quick. This isn't the total close, but I just feel I should pray this for you. Right, Hold your Bible close to you right now. Hold your Bible there. Hallelujah. God is so precious to us. But sometimes we don't even know how to, how to communicate it properly, and we get it wrong so many times. Would you give us discernment today? As we study with all of our hearts, as we work hard in being all that you've called us to be, give us discernment, God. Let it be hidden in our heart, and we would be prompted by your Spirit, full of love, to communicate your wonderful Word. Hallelujah. Education imparts knowledge, but faith imparts wisdom and I believe we need both education that gives you knowledge but faith will give you wisdom you know Solomon how many remember Solomon David's son Solomon he he took over the throne he built the temple unbelievable this guy and God said ask what you will you know what he asked for did he ask for all the riches of the world? All the prestige and power? He asked for wisdom. God, I need your wisdom. And God says, because you, you didn't ask for the, the wealth and the, the health and long life, and I'm going to give you wisdom and I'm giving you a bonus. And Solomon received all of this. He received knowledge and he received understanding. Wisdom. Pastor Moses is coming, and if you're a student in this room, I'm going to ask that as Pastor Moses begins to play this song, I want you to come from where you are, and I want you to stand across this front. We're going to pray for you today. School's back in session. We're back to school. And I believe that this can be one of the greatest years we've ever had. Everyone standing and every student, I want you to come now at this time. Preschool, elementary, junior high, senior high, junior college, college, university, master's level, doctorate, whatever you're studying right now, please come. Trade school. Come on, let me get all of my students up here. Oh, I love it. One of the the best years you've ever had. It's this year. It's this year, I, I believe it. I believe it. Now our students would not be much without good, godly educators. And I know we have some teachers here today. I wanna call all of our educators to come. We're also going to pray for you on this back-to-school service. Thank God for godly teachers that God positions strategically in a dark world. Oh, somebody else lost their hair. My goodness. You sure you're going to be able to? I hardly knew you at a glance. My goodness. It looks good on you. You ready for a good year? Great year with the light of Jesus shining through you to some kids who are in dark, dark homes. Wow. Let me get my teachers right quick. Lift your hands, educators. This is just for my educators. Students, why don't you turn and just begin to pray for the teachers real quick. Come on and just pray for them that God would fill them with the Holy Spirit, that God would fill them with light. You don't, it doesn't have to be your teacher. Just go ahead and put your hand on the shoulder and begin to pray for them right now. You don't even have to know their name. It's okay. Come on, everybody. Let's pray for our educators right now. Pray for our teachers right now that they would be empowered by the Holy Spirit, full of your light, full of your love, God. Use them greatly this year. Let them have a stellar year in teaching. Now, students, I want you to raise your hand. Hallelujah. Every student, I want you to lift your hands. Pastor Dave is coming, and he's going to pray a prayer over you, believing for the most unbelievable year that you've ever had. Come here, Pastor Dave. Grab a microphone and just pray over these students.
2: Father, we are so grateful, Lord, that you are not only raising up young students, God, but you're raising up young Christians in their schools. And Father, I pray today, God, as they... Uh, take this message and as they put it in their heart, God, and they put it in their minds, Lord, and they live it out, Father. or that you would give I them the strength Jesus. this school year, God, Hallelujah. to not only to excel in their studies, no, 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 Father, no, no, God, no, no. to excel in their Christian walk in their schools, Lord, to be a light, Father. God, I pray that you would give them the strength, God, to study, give them the strength to work, God, give them the strength to discern, God. I pray that you would just fill them with your presence, God, as they walk down those halls of their campus, God, that people yes, would see yes, you yes, in them, yes, oh God. Lord, fill them with your presence, God, and help them to do their very best this year to bring glory and bring honor to you. God, we thank you this morning. In Jesus' name,
0: amen. Amen. I love it. I love it. Great. Okay. I, wanted, I want to pray one more prayer. Uh, I would love to pray this next week, but I won't be here next week. And so, next week is the launch of our new semester of life groups. And I am so thrilled with what God is doing in our life groups. So I want to pray for our facilitators and our hosts. If you would just come to this middle. All the other students can go back to your seat. Thank you so much. Let me get our facilitators and our coaches. All those who are teaching life groups this year are hosting. I want you right here in the front. Pastor Moses is going to pray this prayer over you. But you play a critical role in teaching and in educating believers. And we are making disciples. One of the greatest things that Jesus called us to do. Go into all the world and make disciples. So we want to thank our facilitators and our hosts. And Pastor Moses, I want you to just pray over over our life groups. If you've not signed up, sign up today. We had to open another life group. It's just, just so exciting. Let's pray. Facilitators, hosts, lift your hands and let us pray over you right now. Amen.
1: Father, we thank you this morning, God, for transformed lives. Father, we thank you, God, for what you've begun to do with these hosts and facilitators already. Father, we thank you that you, we are going to stand in awe, God, of the work that you are going to do in lives this semester. Father, we thank you that lives will never be the same. God, we thank you that you are going to stretch and grow these facilitators and hosts. Father, we thank you that they are going to be your hands and feet, that they are going to be your mouthpiece, God. We pray, God, that you would give them discernment, God, to see, Father, the need that's, that's out there, God, with those in their group, Father. I pray for growth, God, like never before in, in this, this semester of life groups, God. We thank you. Father, for what you're going to do for those that are not here, the hosts and facilitators today, God, we pray that that you would do a work in their groups, God, in their lives. Father, we thank you for strength and grace
0: and favor. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Well, how many have been happy to be in God's house today? How many are glad they came to the house of the Lord today? Amen. I want to invite you back tonight at 6. We have our men's ministry. Stacy Trotter will be uh, bringing a word and and speaking to us. And Nancy Porche will be speaking for our ladies. We've got spaghetti plan and some good, good fellowship tonight at 6 o'clock. Until then, God bless everybody and have a great, great weekend.